0: Natural hazards like flooding are inevitable, but disasters are often the result of planning decisions that put people and property in harm's way. In the case of the recent Fort Mac flood, it was not only foreseeable, but preventable as well. We're joined this morning by postdoctoral research fellow, political science, University of Waterloo, located here in Alberta, Evelina Bogdan. Hi, how are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. So you say the Fort Mac flood was actually preventable. How so?
1: So in Fort McMurray, with the flood maps that are available, it clearly shows that the um, waterways neighbourhood is located in a designated floodway.
2: Okay, so this is a planning thing as, as far as not just the waters rising and the amount of rainfall and the water table. So is this something that, you know, uh, after 2013, we should have really taken a look at as far as any disasters and say, okay, how can we safe-proof our uh, cities in the province?
1: Yes, yeah, so there were some actions underway Uh, when the Municipal Government Act was amended in Alberta after the 2013 flood and there was a floodway development regulation developed. um, However, it still has not been put into effect. So it has not been implemented which still allows municipalities to keep building in in the floodways. And so that floodway development regulation could have prevented rebuilding Um, especially after the wildfire in 2016 in Fort McMurray, where much of the waterways actually burned down and then uh, flooded afterwards. So there was a prime opportunity to not rebuild.
0: And and then, I mean, exacerbated by the ice jam that, that really, you know, kind of bogged things down and then the flooding just went rampant. So is it really, so is this, a, a you know, a government issue that we need to be looking at more in terms of we're going to see, you know, heavy rains, we're going to see melting, we're going to see ice jams, but we need to look forward to what we can do to, you know, to mitigate any problems when they, before they even happen.
1: Yes, yeah, so all levels of government need to be involved as well as other stakeholders as well. And so it really needs to be a, more of a concerted effort with a lot more coordination. And that's currently missing in Canada. And other flood experts have also uh, spoken to this issue uh, throughout um, in 2013 and prior to that there needs to be a lot more coordination uh, between all levels and flood experts also recommend that there's a combination of centralized, so top-down approaches as well as bottom-up approaches, which is the decentralized approach. So you need uh, upper-level governments, um, lower-level governments, as well as the municipal governments all working together with, with stakeholders. And one of the issues with waterways was that there. With the 2013 floodway development regulation, um, is is that it would have prevented new development in the floodplain, and that was removed. And also, the municipality repealed a floodproofing bylaw, which would have required that homes rebuilt in the waterways would be floodproofed, and
2: that was removed. So it it sounds like a rock and a hard place uh, because these stakeholders, and I would think some of them would be the insurers, um, these people have these homes. They don't want to, you know, perhaps cause undue uh, financial burden on the rest of the province and, of course, the system for that matter. But at the same time, you know what? They're not going to be able to afford insurance going on. So I think that in the end, would this uh, be something that would be remedied by the sheer fact that it might be too expensive to own a home in a floodway?
1: Definitely the insurance industry has been changing very quickly in the past 10 years, Um, especially in Alberta. We had several large events, the 2013 flood, the 2016 wildfire, and um, some other events as well. And so there's already some uh, condominiums, my understanding, in Fort McMurray that are no longer um, able to renew their insurance. And so the insurance industry really is... um, I think, driving some of the the changes.
0: I see that um, Alberta has been labelled ground zero for catastrophic losses in Canada. Why is that? Uh, it's a
1: combination of factors. So one of them is that there are a lot of natural hazards. So we do have uh, the boreal forest, which is prone to fires. We do have a lot of uh, rivers and creeks prone to flooding and so forth. However, as disaster sociologists and emergency managers say hazards don't necessarily make a disaster so as described in the article um, you know uh, we've known for a long time that these natural hazards can occur so what we can do is make better decisions and and um you know stay out of the floodplains or flood proof the buildings and other measures that reduce our vulnerability
2: and of course, citizens want to, you know, uh, obviously do the right things, but uh, this could be implemented by local governments. I'm understanding that there have been some class action lawsuits, lawsuits when you talk about disasters in, in uh, provinces like Quebec leveled against municipal governments.
1: Yes, that seems to be increasing in numbers in Canada. It's something that was more uh, common in the United States, but we're seeing more of it in Canada now. And one of the Big challenges here in Canada is that 94% of Canadians living in known high-risk flood zones aren't aware of their risks. So this is a societal-level problem and needs to be addressed at that level. So we need more effective ways of increasing awareness and
0: having other ways of letting residents know what their risks are. And if we wanted to educate ourselves, are, are there places for we Albertans, for Canadians as a whole to go to find out, you know, flood risk? I mean, obviously, if you're near water, it, it should come to mind that it might be an issue. But are there places for us to access information? Yeah, so most provinces
1: have flood maps. However, some of the issues have been that many of the flood maps are not updated or they're not accurate anymore because they need to be updated after major floods. And in some cases, for smaller municipalities, they may not be available. In some cases, it's because the municipalities um, haven't released them yet because they're worried about backlash from homeowners. So it gets quite complicated. But one of the things that the federal government is currently working on is creating more um guidelines around standardizing flood mapping across the country. So one of the challenges is having those accurate updated flood maps and also making them user friendly so that anyone can go on the websites and are able to understand what the flood map is, is saying.
2: Evelina, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.